to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan M.K. Do not forget to follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at RMKMadness. You can find all my content on Twitter, my fantasy football podcast, Fantasy Madness. You can find that, the links to that. All my Both my podcasts can be found on Captivate. Just look up Miscellaneous Debris or Fantasy Madness or The Mad Chatter Ryan MK on Captivate. But again, all of this can be found on my Twitter at RMK Madness. So, hope all of you have had a good week since I last spoke to you. Hope it's been good. I gotta tell you, the reopening thing is freaking the shit out of me. A lot of experts coming out and saying... This is not, not going to be good, and we're not doing enough to prepare for what's to come. A second wave, you know, the reopening without vaccines and things like that. Like, it's going to be tough. I mean, even sports teams are trying to figure this out. Like, what, what happens if one player gets tested positive? Does then the whole team shut down? What if it's more than one player? You would have to shut the team down. And then what happens to the team that played them previously? There's so many questions and not enough. And Trump keeps pushing this stuff that it's like, <laughs> I saw some the day he was talking about when he was doing the walkthrough the other day, he was talking about how if we, we do so many tests, that's why we have such high numbers. <laughs> Like, if we did less tests, we wouldn't have so many. No, we wouldn't have such a high number. Well, yes, that's true. That's because not as many cases would be known. They would just be unknown. <laughs> like, of course, we have, like... <laughs> and really, per capita, we're really not the highest testing group. We've just... We have a lot of people. <laughs> it's just... It's It's insane. It's insane, some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, and he's leading us through this. I'm not supposed to be worried. I'm not supposed to be worried at all. I disagree. You know, I would like this shit to get back to normal, too. I don't care about necessarily going back to my shitty job, but I'd like to go back to the comedy clubs. I'd like to go do some stand-up comedy. I miss fucking sports. I miss fucking battle bots. I mean, this summer, summertime, I'm in Denver, Colorado. You got fucking Six Flags, Waterworld, the badass Renaissance Festival. I can't go to the, any of that shit. No. Because the Ren Festival sounds like it is going to open. It's just going to be delayed. Till the very end of the summer. Oh, yeah. Right around when flu scene's about to come. And the second wave of this shit, if there's not already, if they, maybe it's a third wave. <laughs> Since we're reopening too soon, people people just don't get it. I don't understand. Milwaukee was full of bar. Their bars were full of people. Milwaukee's full of bars. Milwaukee is full of bars, and those bars were full of people. After the fucking stay-at-home order was lifted, because, well, I guess they missed drinking with other people. <laughs> I did. People don't get it. Like, is it going to take loved ones of theirs dying, or even then, are they going to go? It must have been something else. I just don't, I, I don't understand the mentality. I really don't. I understand 
things seem to be calming down. But that's not everywhere, number one. And number two, that's giving everyone a false sense of security. When this shit comes back with a vengeance in the fall. We can't be out there fucking Chris. I'm telling you, I'm getting all my shit done early. I'm, I'm fucking online shopping. Whatever I got to do, I do not go out and about much as it is. And I will continue to do so. If at some point I do have to return to work, I will return to work. And I will do nothing else. Like, I'm telling you. We're not in the clear. I don't understand. I don't understand. I really don't. Why are people so stupid? And part of it is a lot of them follow Trump. And a lot of them are just ignorant and don't care. And there's a lot of young people thinking they can't get sick. A lot of other people who aren't young. I mean, think of the lady weeks ago. I'm going to church. I can't get sick. I got Jesus' blood. I'm covered in Jesus' blood. Is this invisible blood, bitch? Where is this blood? I see no blood on you. And if it's a metaphorical right, you're telling me that God is going to protect you in this. Because it seems to me plenty of God-fearing people have already died from this disease. So what makes you so special, lady, that, what, that God loves you and will protect you? Like, excuse me for asking the questions. People like that. This shit isn't going to go away when we got people like that fucking running around. Still not taking any cues from other countries. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand any of it. And the outside world, the rest of the world, looks at this as such a crazy situation. How can Trump be doing this? I mean, some have their own issues with uh, leadership. But we're proving to be the most leaderless country at the moment in the most important time. And shit's not going well. And all his supporters are out acting like fools, protesting with guns. And I'm sorry. I'm very confident in who I am and what I believe in. But should someone present information to me that shows that I could be wrong... I owe it to myself, if anything else, to look at that because I want the truth. And if something I believe in or something I believe to be true is wrong, incorrect, I would like to know so I can adjust my thinking. An example of this would be, I used to think I'm colorblind. I don't see color because I have black friends. I have, you know... Mexican friends, like, I don't care. I grew up in a very diverse place in Aurora, Colorado. My family was very open to me meeting. I remember my dad bringing a friend, I don't know if he worked with him or what, but brought his son over. They were a Korean family, and I became good friends with this kid. So from a very early age, I learned skin color beliefs, different backgrounds, that don't mean shit. So... 
I had this idea that I was not colorblind, right? Because I wasn't like that. I didn't really... But I was confused. I didn't understand that that's colorblind isn't what people of color or different ethnicity or ethnic... That, that's not what they want to hear. No. They don't want you to act as though they're not black, that you don't see black. No. See that they're black. Appreciate them for being black. That's an example of where I had a belief. And new information came in and I had to adjust that thinking. <clears throat> I had to adjust that belief. And it just blows me away that we're still at a point where people are getting facts from scientists and medical experts and they're fighting it instead of adjusting their thinking. And again, I'm all for I'm all for conspiracy theories, talking about them. I find them interesting, sometimes comical. Particularly certain ones like flat earth and <laughs> but when it comes down to it, like <laughs> There's certain things that you need to take at face value. And that's, that's, you know, I trust science. I trust science. And if these medical experts are saying what they're saying, I'm going to trust that over what the president's saying currently or a lot of any other fucking idiots who think they know what, more what they're talking about. Things may be better in this country in some places. In other places, they're not. This isn't going away until there's a vaccine. I've said it a million times. But tons of people have said it. So we just need to be careful. Be as careful as you can. Please don't be one of the assholes going and congregating in bars. I just, what if you pass that shit on to someone who could get really sick and or die from it? Was that time in the bar worth it, motherfucker? Anyway. <sighs> Just frustrating. But that's what I got for the open. That's what I'm giving you. But we're going to do a little more on COVID-19 and this situation in the next segment. Because again, we'll talk about it a lot because it's a big deal. It's what, you know, it's, it's basically holding the world hostage right now. As many of these states can reopen and try and get back to as normal as they want to, but that virus is still out there. So, <laughs> it's got us hostage, you know. <laughs> but I do think Dr. Bright, um, his, what's the word I'm looking for, his statement to Congress is a little something to touch on. And some of the things he's he's pointed out. I think it's important stuff to look at. So we'll get into that next. And we're going to go from there. Sound good? Sound good. You suck, you jackass. Welcome back. Welcome back. Whew, a little bit of a breather. A little bit of a breather. And let's get into this Dr. Bright stuff. Speaking to Congress. He was one of the top uh, health and human services officials, excuse me, that, um, well, Trump ousted. Uh, yeah. 
But he believes, he was speaking to Congress, um, he was the, sorry, I do have it. Sorry, I like to shake my paper when I'm looking at something. He, where was it? He was the assistant secretary, something, something. Very high-ranking health official, fired by Trump, speaking to Congress, saying the timeline for this vaccine is optimistic as far as Trump has this grand idea, this grand plan of we should have a virus by the end of 2020. But not only is that optimistic, but even if they were to have a virus by the end of 2020, they currently have the White House currently has no plan to mass produce and distribute the vaccine. Um, So they haven't even got the ball rolling on that, which means they're behind. Um, 12 to 18 months is possible for a vaccine if things go perfect, according to Dr. Bray. They never do. They never do. Thank you, who's ever opening their garage constantly. This is, I got to find a better place to podcast. But you see, I do it from my car. Here's why. Live in a townhome. Inside, it's just too noisy with the kids. I could do it when the youngest one has this quiet time. But there's other shit I have to do during that time generally. So my wife lets me come out on podcasts, and the best thing to do for acoustics-wise is to do it inside my car because it sounds the best, in my opinion. So yes, you were listening to a madman talking into a microphone in a car. An orange hatchback at that. Anyway, continuing on. So, year, year and a half for the vaccine. If shit goes perfect, hardly ever does. Could be two years. Two years. So you're talking about, we'll be lucky to have it by the end of 2021. Unless it's rushed, and that's not a good idea. So hopefully, people do not allow our president to bully them into rushing the vaccine because that wouldn't be a good idea. But we have no plan to make it and send it out once we have it. And that's a fucking problem. Dr. Bright also mentioned that he warned of low PPE and Trump minimized the outbreak early on, which had deadly consequences. The warnings of social distancing, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> social distancing and, and masks, it was too late. It was too late, the warnings of that. Because Trump minimized the outbreak because he was worried about the economy. And according to Dr. Bright, the window of opportunity is closing to keep it from getting worse. Or, excuse me, or prolonged even even further. In a sense, what he's saying is this whole reopening shit, how we handle this and how this goes, could make this much worse, you know? So, and, you know, Trump, his supporters will point out that this Dr. Bright is just a disgruntled employee, and he claims that he was demoted after refusing to support the so-called miracle cure, the chloroquine. 
He did not support that and was therefore demoted. Now, I don't know about any of you. One, I may not know very well. Um, but the other one, I've become familiar with over the past few years. And he tells a lot of lies. And he's previously pushed people out of his administration for speaking up. Because he'd rather have a bunch of yes-men. Which is what terrible fucking leader dictator types do. You think, you think Hitler would have done everything he did if there were some good people sitting next to him going, Adolf, but you can't do this. That was terrible. That was a terrible accent. I don't know. I, I When I started off with Adolf, it was coming out, and I was like, that's not really German. So partway through, I tried to make it German, and then it was kind of Russian. And I don't know what happened. I don't know. Terrible impersonation. But he's like, Adolf. We, we can't be, like, just constantly putting Jews in that big-ass oven, dude. We, like, we, we gotta, like, uh, we gotta handle this a little bit differently, man. <laughs> you know? Like, it, 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 dictators, people like that. They just want yes-men so that they can do whatever the fuck they want. They don't want to be questioned. This goes back to what I was saying earlier. I'd rather have the truth. If, if my line of thinking or my beliefs are off, if they need some just, I'll take the new information. If it makes sense, I will incorporate it. I don't understand. The president's not doing this. <laughs> I, I, it just... <laughs> it blows my mind. It really does. All of, the, all of this does. Really, the whole thing... That we're in a day and age where we have this fucking virus running around and we have these fucking idiots. The rest of the world is going, what's wrong with America? Because half the country's running around with guns and saying, fucking fag, we, we want to get our hair done and we want to fucking go out and to the bar. And yeah. <laughs> fucking assholes. So anyway, continuing on. Dr. Bright. They say he's disgruntled. They said they did what he did, but he suggested everything he suggested. Sounds like maybe, but also not when he was suggesting it. <laughs> they were pushing the clerk in, which he said don't do. But despite that, gotta look at some facts, man. 300,000 deaths. Worldwide, the U.S. is at 85,000, almost a third of the world. I know we have a lot, a lot of people compared to other countries. I get it. Still. And Dr. Bright is warning of this second wave and what he believes will be a dark winter, particularly if we let it get out of control now. It's going to come back. People don't understand this. It's going to. There's a very good fucking chance, people, that it's going to have mutated. And if it does, who knows what that means? That could mean it could make all of us sick. Who knows? I don't honestly know what a mutated virus means. I mean, I know what it means. It mutates. 
that could it could make it much more deadly. We don't know what it's going to do. But if it mutates, it's going to change. And we're not going to know. It's not like we can predict how it's going to change. It's going to mutate. Well, if it mutates, if it changes, we're going to have to take that again, head on, just like we are now, in any way we can, understanding as we go. That's fucking difficult, man. (sighs) Just gets me down sometimes thinking about it, but... I just feel like we will find a way to get through this. And I would hope if Trump continues on his ways that somebody would step in. But uh, we'll see. He's got a lot of support. Even though he's doing shit like, did you see? His private jet company, $27 million bailout. Hmm. Must be fucking nice. His son-in-law, Jed Kushner. He advised against more tests. He said it would hurt the stock market. This is supposedly what he said to Trump. This was his advice to Trump. And for more about our president, he also currently has a lawsuit against him because his hotel took payments from foreign governments. Not supposed to do that. Weren't you just talking about Biden's kid getting money from foreign governments when you're doing it yourself, you stupid fuck? Like, really, the craziest thing of all this is, is despite how much I dislike the president, despite how much I disagree with a lot of what he's done, before this whole pandemic hit, he had the shit in the bag. He had enough supporters. There's so many of us fighting, like, how are we going to beat this dude? And then he's fucking up this whole corona thing. Like... And I'm not trying to make light out of it. Because of his stupidity, lots of people have lost their lives. And that's fucking horrible. But I'm also hoping that because of that, this will also be his downfall. It must be. His stupidity, his ego, his ignorance has allowed many, many, many Americans to die. We cannot stand for that. We shouldn't. But he somehow got half the country manipulated into thinking he's awesome. (laughs) Oh, goodness. And the funniest thing of all, he's not a Democrat. I mean, he's not a Republican. He was a Democrat. He ran Republican because he felt it'd be easier to win. And there's a lot of people that say he didn't actually say that, blah, 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 blah. But it makes sense. You know what he did say? Don't ever take responsibility. Always blame someone else. Don't ever take response. I can't remember the exact quote. But that's the essence of it. And that's what he's doing. As president of the United States of America. It's horrible advice. Not just from, like, if you're walking into a career, you do, that's not good advice. So terrible advice. is terrible advice. It's just terrible. It's just terrible president. He's not good. Is just terrible. I know, not the greatest Trump impression either. Never said I was impressionist, so there you go. But I'm gonna keep doing them regardless. But yes, it just blows my. It just, all of this just blows my mind. It it, I find it confounding how many people are so easily manipulated and led astray 
But it is what it is. What can we do? Those of us who know, those of us who are trying to stay strong through all of this and not go out and do anything crazy and be stupid about it because we know the truth about it. All we can do is our best and hope that more people come around. (laughs) That's all we can do, people. So, keep doing it. Stay safe, stay vigilant, stay home as much as possible. And enough of the depressing world news type stuff. I know, I know, I know. I I was thinking of something to get into in the last segment here. And I was having a little bit of trouble. I was thinking about talking about board games because I do love board games. As a matter of fact, my wife and I have tons of board games. I'm going to get a picture of it, put it up on Twitter at some point, just so everybody can see what I'm talking about. You'll just think I'm even more crazy than, I'm, than I already am. But it's a shit ton of board games, okay? So we might get into that at some time. But because I like conspiracies and all this different stuff, I just like to talk about that stuff. And if you listen to my last podcast, I find a lot of them comical. Because there's no flat earth. Anti-vaxxing is stupid. And if you don't believe in climate change, (laughs) go fuck yourself. Again, science. Science can cover all of those, by the way. Science will tell you the earth is round. There's many reasons. A fucking half a circle planet can't be floating around in space. Not how shit works. Dumbass. Vaccines. Again, science. Science. And the argument is, what, you'd rather have a dead kid than an autistic kid? Goodbye. And then, of course, the climate change deniers. (laughs) No, you're so right. Our planet's fine. Except for that science would tell you, based on how our Earth was made, all this shit we're putting into the air isn't fucking good for it. Ice is melting. Sea levels are rising. Well, we still get snow. There's a fucking difference between weather and climate, you fucking idiot. Sorry. Science. Science can help you understand all why all of those kinds of conspiracies are stupid and false. There's a lot of conspiracy stuff that is. There's some that's a little bit interesting. And some you can take with a, a, a grain of salt. You know, you. I mean, you know. Take it a little bit serious. Use grain of salt in the wrong context, I think. <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to talk about a guy named D.B. Cooper. If you've never heard of him before, keep listening. It's an interesting, interesting story. Coming up next. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah's right. So, before we get into this D.B. Cooper thing, I did want to say, I mentioned board games. We're, I think we're going to, I think I might talk about that. Do some board game chatter on the next episode. Some chatter. If you're bored, board games are great. Just saying. But I got this one called Catan. Maybe many of you have played or not. But it's fantastic. You can relate it to Monopoly in a couple of ways where you kind of, you have to build roads and then you have to get towns, cities. And so it's very much like house, hotel, <laughs> whatever. 
It's a very long game, as is Monopoly, but unlike Monopoly, this shit is fun, it's intense, you gotta collect all these resources to build these things, you can trade with people, you get points for certain things, and anyway, they made a dice version, which is very fun. It has two variations of the game, one right online with the board game, and the other one a little bit different, and, uh, really, really fun. And it's a shorter game with the dice than it is with the board game. So it's a way to play um, a version of Catan without spending so much time. And I think while you're, you know, during this time when you're spending more time at home, you should get into some more board games. And we'll talk more about that next week. But I highly recommend Catan Dice. A good buddy of mine, one of my, uh, one of the people in my wedding, he was one of my guys, my guy Caleb, him and his wife, actually, uh, we used to do game nights together. I know, sounds super white and super nerdy. I'm not super, I'm definitely super nerdy. I'm really not super white. <laughs> but I love me some fucking board games, man. I always have. My family was big on board games growing up. Maybe that's just the whiteness in me. But, Catan Dice is some fun shit. And my guy Caleb and his girl Liz, they showed this shit to me and my wife and we loved Catan. And then it was just recently we came upon the dice game. So I highly suggest it. Check it out. Anyway, moving on. D.B. Cooper. So this guy, that's his alias. Dan D.B. Cooper. Okay. Boards a plane in Portland. Takes off. At some point during the flight, he has one of the flight attendants come over to him. He hands her a note. She tries to put it in her purse. And he's like, hey, you got to check that shit right now. It's not my phone number. Check that shit down. So she takes a peek. Or, I don't even think she looks at the letter. He just has her, oh yeah, she ha, he has him read. It's about demands. He wants his demands. And then she sits down next to him, asks to see the bomb. He shows the bomb. It's a bunch of cylinders, battery, different stuff in a bag. And he says to go tell the captain. So she goes, takes the note, and they relay to... Air control, who gets the federal authorities involved, obviously. His demands are he wants $200,000 and parachutes. And he wants refueled and the passengers off the plane. So, pilots say, hey, we've got a mechanical disturbance. We're going to be delayed in... Well, shit, where the hell did they land? <laughs> they left Portland. And then they landed in... <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Seattle-Tacoma Airport. There you go. So they land there. They get all the passengers off. Refuel the plane. Okay. Refuel the plane. They get him his money. And they get him his parachutes. They take back off. But as does some military planes, including a couple fighter jets that are shadowing this plane. It was during this time in the air that D.B. Cooper tells the waitress that's still out there with him. And by the way, they said the whole time he was very cordial. He was not nervous. He was very calm. He was very pleasant. He wasn't creepy or nasty. He even paid for his drinks. He had a couple of bourbons. Paid for them both. So, seemed like a pleasant man overall. Just need a little bit of money in a pinch, huh? So he tells her, go hang out in the cockpit, don't come out. 
Well, the cockpit starts getting all these warnings and the, the, the air pressure drops and it's pretty clear what's going on here. Dude fucking bailed. And nobody in the jets behind the plane <laughs> that were shadowing it saw the man jump. He just disappeared. Authorities believe he didn't even survive the fall. But his remains were never recovered. It's a big fucking mystery. There's been some deep investigations to it about in recent years about who it might have been. And it goes a lot into that. If you're interested in this story, you can do a lot more research on it. There's a, there's a bunch of guys that they believe. And as a matter of fact, I'll look it up right now. Let's see. Investigations. Suspects. Kenneth Christensen, a Minnesota resident named Lyle Christensen, watched a television documentary about the Cooper hijacking and became convinced that his late brother Kenneth was Cooper. Interesting. So yeah, lots of interesting stuff. Lots of interesting stuff with the D.B. Cooper case. And uh, there's my kids making some noise. I think they're about to go outside or do something. But, um, yeah, anyway. Sorry, apologies. Kids popping in to say hi. Um, but, yeah, if you're interested in that story, look into it more because it's fascinating. Just read all about it. You can check out Wikipedia. There, I'm sure there's tons of great articles on it. Um, sure you can find podcasts on it even. But it's kind of a mystery. Whatever happened to that dude? Did he die? Did he survive the fall? And if he did, did he have his money? And what happened? And I guess this whole time, I didn't even say the freaking date. <laughs> so let me uh, double check that. Sorry, 1971. November of 1971 is when that happened. But yeah, it's a very interesting story. And it'd be nice to know if they ever find out who that truly is. Because that's some smooth shit right there. Played that about as good as you could play it. I like even more that he wasn't rude or mean or anything. Stand-up guy while committing the crime. <laughs> I love that. I really do. It's fantastic. Anyway. Anyway. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Clearly, my kids need me. It looks like we're about to do something before lunch. And I do have a date with my six-year-old with some Rocket League. We're going to get on and kick some ass in some Rocket League. So I've got stuff to do. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap this fucker up. I said about what I need to say anyway. We have Corona like we normally do. Oh, I guess I will say, you know what? As a closing thing, I highly suggest if you don't know who this band is, checking out Streetlight Manifesto. A little bit of alternative ska, punk type stuff. And I gotta tell you, I love that kind of music. And I'm fairly certain at some point in my life, because the name rang a bell, that I had heard some Streetlight Manifesto. But it wasn't until recently that I fully became appreciative of their music and what they're doing. So I highly suggest checking out Streetlight Manifesto. Oh, it's good stuff. I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to listen to that while I do some fucking laundry. That's right. That's right. And don't, don't worry. It's not, 
it's not anything bad. I don't know why I got so aggressive and cursing with that type of music <laughs> in my mind, but it's all good. It's all because I'm the machata. That's what it is. Anyway, speaking of, again, the Mad Chatter Ryan MK. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Miscellaneous Debris. Once again, follow me on Twitter at RMK Madness. On Instagram at RMK Madness. Check out all my fantasy football content. All my regular content. Follow me. Like me. Love me. Or don't. I don't really give a fuck. But thank you if you do. And thanks for those who listened. And we will chat again in a few days. Thank you very much. And we'll chat again next week. And I just said a lot in that, in that little bit. And we're talking about fucking... <sighs> Sometimes I am a mess. I am not going to lie. But you'll get a chuckle out of that, I hope. But anyway, ta-ta for now. And we'll chat again soon. Peace out. <laughs>